Hi, and welcome to another episode of Naming in an AI Age with Namestormers. This week, we have some special guests, some extended members of our Namestorming team. We have Ashley and Megan. Do you want to introduce yourself, say a little bit about your role? Uh, We're excited to have you both on. Sure. It's about time I finally got on this famous podcast. Um, I'm Megan DeZalo. I've been with Namestormers five years or so. I was an elementary school teacher before that, and then somehow got into marketing and fell in love with it and specifically naming. I had no idea that it was a thing, uh, that people actually named things. And when I discovered it, I fell in love with it. So I've been doing it for five years. Um, I'm a mom of four kiddos. So that also keeps me busy too, but yeah, that's me. Yeah. And I'm Ashley Elliott, uh, director of operations new to the Namestormers team overall. Um, I used to be a teacher for 10 years. This, Well, I say basically a decade. It was like nine years, but I count I count 10. I feel like it's 10 in teacher years. Um, and I have two really small children. So that's part of the reason why I trans- transitioned over to Namestormers and I love it so far. So far, so good. We love you, Ashley. Yeah, we do. Makes, makes you know. you got to say that. But yeah, I appreciate it. Um, well, I'm really excited to have you both on. As Megan said, it's about time. Um, these are two of our key team members other than Mike. So Mike's had the mic, no pun intended, for the last <laughs> couple episodes. Um, but we also wanted to mix things up and get a little bit more perspective from millennial versus Gen Z and just talk about um our perspectives, our opinions on naming and some of the projects we've worked on. Um, so we'll jump right into it with the first question. Um, what are some of y'all's favorite names in the market today? We work with both B2B and B2C, but we all know we prefer the B2C. So yeah. <laughs> touch on some of those. So is it our favorite ones in the market or favorite ones that we have named or either one? Either one. Okay. I wrote down a few. <clears throat> I'm a mom. And so two brand names that stood stood out to me were Honest Company, which has been around for a while, but I like Honest because it's short, it's sweet, it's direct and to the point, but it also feels really safe and gentle and trustworthy. So as a mom, obviously we're looking for products and things that are going to be safe and gentle for our kids. I also like that it's one word Um, And it doesn't necessarily say what products they do, but it mainly communicates a value. So I like Honest um, along the same lines of kind of kid products. Um, Not that Honest is only kid products, but Jelly Cat. Have you guys heard of Jelly Cat? I don't think I have. Okay. It's just a stuffed animal company. They just make really high quality plush animals that, and I buy for my kids and I each get one special one whenever they're born. And I love the name jelly cat. It's stuck with me. It is the only stuffed animal company that I know about because of that name. It's just kind of evocative and weird. And it's like, what's a jelly cat. And they make a lot more than cats, but they're called jelly cat. Uh, is that one that you microwave? No, those are called warmies, which I love. Oh, okay. Too, and okay. we also have those <laughs> and I like that name, but a few other ones I like, I'm a gin drinker. So I like boodles gin. I love the name boodles because it doesn't sound like anything else that's out there. Yeah. Kind of memorable and fun to say. Um, and then another one I had on my list was liquid death. And I think we've talked about mm-hmm. liquid death before, which is a water and maybe a tea as well. I think they've maybe expanded into the tea category. Oh, wow. but, oh. 
anyways yeah just liquid death man I, when you see it looks like it's an alcohol but it's not so it, it or like a coffee one of those so i was really surprised when i found out it was water but yeah well, when you have the sense. tagline with it of murder your thirst you're like oh i get it i got it and it's it just makes me want to buy it so yeah. those are just a few on my list i um i guess as a millennial i am all about um trying to improve myself. And I feel like as I'm starting to age, I'm trying, you know, working with teenagers, I was like, let me just not show my age. So I feel like I'm really into the beauty stuff currently. Um, so Falscara, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's basically like the fall. <laughs> so I'm a lash person. Like I won't do anything else, but I'll do lashes. And I have a lash lady. She's great. Always, always we'll stick with her. But Falscara was recommended to me by a friend and I like what it is because it's literally false lashes, but it's like you put it on my like mascara, so it's really easy to use. Wow. And so I actually like that it it's pretty simple. I probably wouldn't have just picked it out out of like a you know because it's not like a standout in terms of visual, but it really is. It's a quality product, so that's that's one of mine. Um, and then Coco and Eve. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's really known for tanning for like uh, the tanning lotion and application, and. I don't, I was like Coco and Eve never questioned the name at all. And then when I started thinking about this, I was like, why is it named Coco and Eve? Like, I didn't know. So I looked it up and for me, it's familiar because it's Adam and Eve. I was like, oh, okay. Coco and Eve, that makes sense. And then the Coco is the product that they use. Like they use like the natural smell good type stuff for the, for the fake tan. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, And it kind of indicates that the product is, is natural. As a teacher, former teacher, I guess I'm a lifelong teacher. I don't really know what to even call it these days, but better than paper. I don't, this is probably like a little niche product, but, uh, you know, you have bulletin boards and I hate it's a, it's a demise. It's, it's like demise of me, like the bulletin boards, the paper never actually lasts. Kids like to rip it off. Right. Um, when you start stapling it, you can't use it again. Cause you have all these staple holes. And so a teacher came up with this thing called better than paper. Literally what it is, it's better than bulletin board paper. And it's like this vinyl that you can reuse. You can write on, you can, oh, it nice. doesn't show anything. Yeah. And it's actually, pretty pretty solid stuff I got it last year for the first time and I was like oh I will, I will recommend this but I like that it's teacher created it's efficient you can reuse it and it's pretty simple so that's that's one of mine um, I have a few others but I digress we can we can talk about something else after this yeah. I like these niche products that I haven't heard of before and this is great yeah no, well, I I even... I'm like a not a stuffed animal person apparently so I need to get on <laughs> get on my game these kids are about to get a couple new new stuffed animals yeah. in there yeah. animal, but they're worth it I think you mentioned actually something that my generation really focuses on, which is like the wrapping of with the better than paper, like teacher created and all of that. I think Gen Z is at least challenging companies a little bit and where they are willing to put their money. Obviously, we're not really the the big payers um, in this day and age yet. Um, but I think a lot brands that have stuck out to me in terms of what they're doing is less about their name, even though like the punchier right. short one word names really stand out to me. But like Patagonia really sticking with its brand ethos in like donating the entire mm-hmm. earnings or the owner ownership of to national parks and like land preservation. It's more those kinds of brand movements that right. I think stick with me and then encourage me, even if I don't need the product um, to go and invest or spend my money with them. So I think both of those are really the name versus like sticking with the entire brand, Mm -hmm. um, mission, vision. 
all the value. Which have you heard of? Um, speaking of the the vision, I guess. Have you heard of Kimosabi? The hat so? company. Oh, the okay. Name. So it's so I'm Native American, and then my friend was like, "Let's go to Kimosabi." I'm like, "What are you talking <laughs> about? What do you mean?" Um, because it's like the Lone Ranger. It was his best buddy, and he would call him Kimosabi. And I'm like, "Is this a Native company?" It's not a Native company, but um, it's kind of nostalgic and like the old black and white western type stuff but what it is is this hat basically you can make create custom hats fit to you with like your own little band it has like a little what's it called like a almost like branded on you You can create and it's my friend does it they're kind of pricey not gonna lie so I don't have one but I went with her to get one and they're actually in Vegas too and it's pretty cool and it's it's like this custom experience that you go to and we went in and you had to have you had to pass this little threshold to get in and it was like this custom experience so for me that was like culturally I was intrigued just because of it Mm. also kind of like disappointed because it wasn't native owned but um I like the familiarity of it and that's that was one that stuck out to me because it's like an actual legit name yeah that's interesting connecting the product with that like very niche personalized Mm -hmm. experience I like that too I'll have to look that up yeah um we I mentioned this a little bit what do you think sways y'all's purchasing power we talk a lot about names and like seeing them on the shelf and just buying more impulsively versus um tempted to try something in a store when where do y'all draw the line what kind of sways you over that that point even when you have your list headed into the grocery store or whatever store you find yourself in I love that you think we just go get groceries I know well that's like <laughs> the only list I can think of the context but you have Costco with like the little try like I got I got completely duped the other week when Costco had these little chicken sausages and barbecue the Japanese barbecue sauce and I bought both of them right after I tried them. So I felt pretty, I mean, it was worth it, but I felt kind of duped by them. Costco is magic. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down four things that sway my purchasing power in, I'd say none of those four things are actually the name, which is interesting working at a naming company, but, and it kind of depends on what I'm buying. If I'm buying something that I've never bought before, reviews are my number one thing. Like that's the number one thing that's going to sway my purchasing power because I care a ton about efficacy and real people saying that things actually work and are long lasting and are beneficial. And so in some ways, depending on if I, if I'm really looking for efficacy and it's not just like a fun impulse buy, I'm not really looking at the name as much as I'm like, I want to know from other people that this is actually going to work. And so that was one thing that sways my purchasing power. Um, But kind of like what you were saying, Adelaide. I look at, or maybe this was Ashley, or maybe both of y'all said this, it's all the other kind of dressing on the package that I care about. That's pointing out sustainability or even social consciousness or the benefits or health conscious things. Um, how is this actually going to benefit my body? Like I'm looking for those call outs typically to be able to say, okay, if I buy this, it's there's actual value, there's actual benefits, or I'm going to be benefiting this company or this organization with my dollars or what I'm looking for a lot of that stuff. Um, Price is going to be another thing, but it's not as high up on my list as those two things. But then I also put package design. If it's modern, if it's, there's a lot of white space, if there's some bright colors, I really like neon colors. If it's, if it's beautiful, I don't know if that's just like a female thing, but I think it's a human thing in general. I tend to want to buy something more beautiful over 
something that just kind of looks old and dingy. So those are a few things I wrote down. Yeah, I think I like simplistic. So I'm, I'm either one or the other. I'm either super bright and neon, like give me the 90s vibe, probably. Yes. That's maybe why. Or I want it to be so simple that it's got to be a good product because nothing on the package is saying that it's a good product. And so you literally, it has to be, I don't know. I feel like there's less of a story. Yeah. So it's, there's more reason to buy it for me. Yep. I get that. Um, also social media, the reviews, I feel like I like vi- watching a video of somebody giving a review. I feel like that's, I mean, I can look on Amazon. I can look at the, you know, if it has 5,000 reviews, I'm going to scroll probably a little bit to the first few, yep. but listening to somebody talk about it, the, the TikTok videos of get ready with me, which yeah. side note, oh my gosh, the millennial in me you used to thought it meant grown woman, the G R W M. I'm like grown woman. Yes, let's go. Oh, it's get ready with me. So didn't know that. But, um, when they show the products that they're using to get there for me, I, ha- I have curly hair. I don't know what to do with it. And so going to, to watch some videos of people who have really good curly yeah. hair and what they use, even to, I'll just screenshot when they put up the products. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go look into this, but it might not be something that I would normally research and actually buy but based on they they seem to have good hair and let me let me follow that um if I do if I, I do a lot of research if I don't know anything about it but sometimes I just go to social media first um impulse if I see that it makes my life easier if I see that it streamlines something or if it makes especially with kids I'm like the dollar spot great yeah. um I mean, I will just have a whole cart full of stuff. And like, even if I don't use this now, it will come in handy at some point. That's kind of what I do. And if it's cheap and functional, definitely. Uh, I bought some makeup recently. And part of it was the the lady at the store kind of guided me through. I don't really wear makeup and I don't really like, care a lot about that. But I'm trying better. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things when you go to the store, like you go to Sephora and it's like, there's rows and rows of different brands. And well, I know the brand names. I don't know if this product's going to actually look good on me or whatever, but this lady, there was this product called by Mario. It's the Mario makeup mm-hmm. um, line. Oh yeah. And the thing that sold me completely, she was like, it's like one of those um, contour sticks that you can buy. And it was a contour stick. And she's like, but the key, the other side has the brush. It's all in one. I was like, oh, done, sold. I'm going to get it. And that was my impulse buy. So that also, yes, functionality. Can I just take one with me and go? Which it's not that much more to just get a brush, but for some reason that sold me. And then realistic images on the reviews or realistic video. That's why I like videos because it's harder to kind of like falsify what it looks like on you. But you know, people do like the sheen haul, the sheen haul and they like, they try on all these things. I'm like, that's what I like. But also just real pictures of people. Like I recently bought a swimsuit because we're in Vegas and I... It's like, I want to see what it looks like on a curvy person, not like this stick, because that is not my body type. So I really want to see actual reviews. So that's kind of mine. No, I I need to turn to the reviews more quickly than I I have. Y'all have a lot of great insight. I am a sucker for packaging. My friends will also always laugh because if I see something that just looks aesthetically pleasing, which is different in different contexts, but like alcohol, face, like any kind of face treatment, lotions, et cetera. If it looks cool, then likely I will put it in my cart, but then I get home and it'll like break me out or whatever. So I really need to think more about the reviews because I guess the packaging can't judge a book or a concealer by its cover. Maybe you need <laughs> to give the reviews. Maybe you're the, you're the people we're waiting Maybe on. Maybe I also have ridiculously sensitive skin, so I just need to leave it to the influencers, but we'll see. 
So then I might be jumping the gun here. You can stop me, Adelaide. But we had another question about kind of millennials versus Gen Zers. We probably should have said this at the start, but maybe you can already tell that Ashley and I are millennials. Adelaide is a Gen Zer. Do you care about reviews? Do you read reviews? Like maybe you can speak to how you feel like Gen Z is maybe different from a millennial. Yeah, I think... I think the Gen Z is more about the influencer, even like the micro influencer is so big, someone who's smaller, but still who seems more trustworthy because they're so much smaller, but they have a really loyal following. Um, the, the grown woman that get ready with me videos, um, those are huge. I like, I'm not big into like skincare routines, but if I see one of those that even just looks satisfying to watch all these screenshotting products as well um I think it's more that then because there's also I mean right now there's such a craze with different companies or products buying reviews a bunch of lawsuits are going on now so Mm -hmm. it's a matter of I mean you see like the 5,000 reviews but then how many of those are real actual yeah um but I recently got on rent the runway too and their reviews I think are huge to their platform i mean you can see most people who rent something will post a picture in it and leave a review and then you have an understanding of where the size falls i think that's a really great implementation of reviews because you're seeing like ashley said like real people right experiencing using the products i don't know that's i think that's our the biggest i think there's a lot of similarities there between millennials though and gen z you recently said, what were you talking about? You were talking about reviews. You said something else that you look at, packaging. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? I think just maybe social content. When you were talking about Patagonia. Oh, maybe. yeah. And here's the thing. I don't even know what, maybe I'm dumb for this. I don't even know what a Patagonia is. Is it a place? Is it a, a mountain? It's a mountain know? range. Okay, so I'll be by you a little bit. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have really known that. And so it's not for me, or I'm wondering for you, is it really the name that draws you in or is it really the actual story and the social impact that they are having as a company? And I think you only know that if you start to kind of dive into who they are and kind of look at their brand values. And so I don't know if you could kind of speak to it. Well, I think really- if they advertise those as well, you know, like if they're advertising their brand values, clearly then it's like easier to find out what they are instead of having to go research it. Yeah. For me, they were also trendy before they put their money where their mouth is. So So when I was in high school, they were hugely trendy. Like every, that was a thing to have a, a Patagonia, which they like built the association with their name, with their product. So like just that little fleece sweatshirt thing Mm -hmm. was then synonymous with the brand. And so that was built in. And then for several years later, after the trend kind of died out for them to make that huge movement and kind of set a standard for other companies, I think that was, I mean, strategic, but also really effective. Mm-hmm. I like what you said about them having, uh, about people having a smaller following, but a loyal one. I feel like that's something that often we think of just people who have the most followers are the ones yeah. that have like the best credibility, but not always the case. Yeah. I think, have you heard of Glossier? Yeah. Makeup? So yeah, yeah. my friend, my, my friend, so my friend's a Gen Zer and she just tells me all the tea. So that's the only reason I know about these companies, but she talked about it and I was like, let me check it out. There was this product called Boy Brow mm-hmm. and 
I love it because you always want like the brows that the boys have. And that's what I kind of think of. I'm like, let me get the boy type of brow going on. And it's the first brow product I really tried. And I still love it to this day. But I like that you, at first you could only buy it online. They didn't really have an in-store yeah. and there wasn't one local. And then they, in Austin, they did a pop-up shop and it was only for like yeah. two weeks. And that's kind of cool to me that it's kind of, it feels exclusive. It's only two weeks. And so I went and bought a ton of product because it's a chance to go in store, which I feel like is a very different vibe than what it used to be. So I don't know if that was interesting. I bet it was also much more luxurious, like the setup they had rather than a like mm-hmm. standalone store. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with makeup, that makes so much sense because you have the makeup you buy for, I mean- I, I don't think I'm the only one who keeps my makeup past its expiration date, but like, you have that makeup for so long. You, they have expiration you need, Yeah. <laughs> you only need to buy it every once in a while. So two weeks yeah. for a little pop-up and then you get your own little. A, a stash. Yeah. Or, yeah. Your stash. I do think about like when our parents, when we were younger and our parents were buying things, like they would buy products based off what they needed. And there was also not a whole lot of choices. Like. Yeah you couldn't just go on the web and find a million different brands for the yeah. one thing that you were looking for. And so I also feel like at least my parents are really brand loyal. Like they have that one thing that they always bought their go-to thing and they stick with it. Whereas I feel like, I don't know if this is true about Gen Z, but also with millennials, I am not necessarily brand loyal unless I feel a sense of belonging with that brand, which is, I think what you guys are talking about. Whenever it's mm-hmm. a small little pop-up shop, it feels exclusive. It feels like you're a part of something small, but really powerful. Mm-hmm. Or if, if I'm supporting this product, I'm ultimately supporting something way bigger. And so, and, but I'm also ready to kind of drop that with a hat. If this brand is kind of maybe standing for something that I don't also stand for, or isn't sharing my values. I feel like our generation right now is quick to be like, well, I'm boycotting. I'm out. I'm going on to the next one. And so I think something that's unique to both millennials and Gen Zers, um, but it's also a really big challenge. I think for a lot of these companies, just kind of knowing how quickly and how transient we are between some of these different brands. I mean, I, yeah, I think you're totally right. I think of my mom like literally was loyal, but we only, I mean, we're from a small town and we had a one department store that you drove to. And that's where, that's the makeup section you had. It wasn't online online things. Right. That makes so much sense. I think we're pretty actively brand disloyal to a certain extent, just because we have so many options. It's, there's a lot of buyer power in at least our generation, but that is so true. I think about like my grandparents have four or five of something that once one runs down, it's just in case the company doesn't right. it when they, when one runs down, they have, they have their backup and then they're back up to their backup. But if it ain't broke, yeah. don't fix it. Right. I think, I think in terms of, I mean, maybe it's the nerd in me, <laughs> but if something is, or especially if there's something that's local, like if it's a local business and it has the town in the name, I feel like that helps me want mm-hmm. to buy Mm-hmm. that specific product yeah, local business. Um, yeah. yeah I, I like I like round rock donuts so I'm like okay well I know it's from round rock because we live in round rock so I'm gonna get the round rock donuts and it it has its own following for sure but just that it's different and it's local um my friend recently so she opened this dog it's, it's it's like a dog park on steroids and they do boarding and all kinds of stuff and it's in downtown Austin and so I didn't even remember the name Doogie Hauser y'all remember that like back yeah. in the day I was like, I never watched it. I knew of it. I heard of it a lot. She called this doggy Hauser. Uh-huh. And it's like so funny to me. And I love that it's a play on it. And 
you basically just house your dogs there and when you go on vacation and we do stuff I I was love like, this that. is so fun and it makes me want to take my dog even though I'm not going to board it just local so I love the play on names and the, the funny stuff like that it doesn't necessarily have a story but I love that you can like oh yeah it's like Googie Howler oh my gosh that's yeah. one thing that I was thinking of too they, the just did a, they did a reboot of Doogie Howler I'm pretty sure so it's even more relevant oh perfect that's brilliant yeah yeah well, thank y'all for joining this conversation. This has been so much fun getting y'all's insight and getting a chance to dig a little deeper into our understanding or our perception of brands. Um, but I hope y'all have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Ali. I'm going to go grown woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a video, post it. We'll see what kind of brands you're using. <laughs> no following, zero followers, <laughs> zero out of 10. I'd follow you. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's the loyal following right there. That's what I need. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Bye, ladies. Bye. All right. Thanks for having us. Bye.